For the kingdom belongs to his sheep And your life is in the hands Of a God who never sleeps Fear not, little lamb For the kingdom belongs to his sheep And your life is in the hands of a God who never sleeps. Hey, and welcome back to Tending Lambs. I'm Katie. I'm Abby. I'm Sam. And today we are talking about gentle parenting in real life. And we will be having a conversation about uh, Abby's trip to visit me. And she brought her two littles, Evie and Jude, that are two and a half and how old? Six weeks old now? He was six weeks, yeah, while we were there. He's two months now, so... Whoa, has it already been a I know. Yeah, even I'm surprised by that. I know. I'm <laughs> like not surprised by it because he weighs 13 pounds. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, this episode we'll be talking about our experience having our two gently parented two year olds in the same space for like, you were here for like four or five days? Three, uh, three days Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, and I left Saturday. Saturday. So, three full days. Yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was fun. Well, for starters, being a gentle parent while flying is <laughs> really could have a whole episode by itself. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it is a thing. One. Yes, it is a thing. I took, I decided to be adventurous and, you know, we've all been a little cooped up this year. So I decided six weeks postpartum was the perfect time to take two <laughs> kids by myself to visit Katie. <laughs> Obviously. Obviously. Um, no, but it was actually really fun. And it's only about an hour flight. So it really, it wasn't, it wasn't, it could have been worse. But the flight up there was fun. It was interesting. She, I did not pack enough snacks and... Um, did not have the appropriate shows on our iPad, so it was a well. Fest. Well, okay, you had the appropriate shows. However, I think you need to <laughs> explain explain what happened there. I I don't know if I have like a little genius on my hands or what, but so Evie is used to watching things on YouTube Kids. And she actually knows how to like scroll through them and pick out the episodes that she wants to watch of like the approved shows that we have for her. But because we wouldn't have Wi-Fi on the plane, my husband actually like downloaded and put the like several episodes of her shows on the iPad so that it showed up in like the photos gallery or whatever. And she would not tolerate it <laughs> because it was not on the YouTube app. She would not watch them. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, no. Oh, this is You're not, not my fooling thing. me. Yeah. No. So I could not get her to be distracted by the iPad at all on the flight there. 
So we Should invested. be the one time. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like, this <laughs> is the one time I really need you to love screen time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we made the $20 investment for a month of YouTube premium while I was at Katie's house. And, uh, <laughs> downloaded a bunch of videos for the flight home and it was much better so anyway how particular they get like a really early age I've noticed that like honestly probably earlier with each kid too is that they just know when it's different and they're like "Mm," especially if they don't have the exact same sense of control over it Mm -hmm. like with choosing their options and maneuvering whatever they need to yeah and I think too like I don't know, maybe it was just too much change at once. Like we're in an airport, we're going on an airplane. She doesn't really know what that means. She has her iPad, but it's all different. It was just, you know, a whole thing. A whole thing of different. Yeah. So So Katie, explain a little bit of like the dynamic that developed that we had to kind of work together to gentle parent through. Okay, so actually, this is really interesting. And Sam, I'm curious, I'm sure you have experienced this with your own and probably with like other kids at church and stuff. But so I'm curious to hear your experience. But so what happened was Calvin is extremely rough and he plays rough like he and not just rough, but really intensely like when he gets into something or like excited about something he starts like like starts freaking out a little bit and going really like and like running around and like pushing things and like yeah so he was so excited that evie was there and was like flipping out when we got home from the airport and just wanted to show evie all of his toys and wanted to push and run and jump and like come play with me because he really loves wrestling and all of that Mm -hmm. so it started out like that and evie of course also being nervous and excited and both of them having um a lot of tension going on like good tension but still tension it manifested in like pro- probably the most inconvenient way <laughs> i guess like <laughs> both of them were at like the most conflicting parts of their characters like he mm-hmm. was so intense he was so ten like filled with tension that he just wanted to push and she was so filled with tension that she was very sensitive to that mm-hmm. like particularly like whoa 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 back up and so what started off as him just being really excited kind of ended up really freaking him out and by the end of their trip the last day that they were here like right before we left he, she, Poor Evie. She was walking by the couch where he was. I mean, we were really liberal with the screen time because it yeah. was a lot. Oh, <laughs> they needed. They needed cool a little down. bit of separation. Yeah. Yeah. Like like intentional separation. So he was on the couch watching whatever he was watching, Blippy or something, and she's walking by, like not even close to him, and he gets off. He stops what he's doing, watching the screen, gets off the couch. And just pushes her. Oh like, my goodness. Them out of nowhere. And then gets back and is like looks at us and then gets back oh. on the couch. And we're like, okay, it's probably a good thing. Yeah. Y'all are going home now. <laughs> They've <laughs> really reached their capacity. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was, anyway. I just, just a funny aside, probably, you know, we were there, we flew in Wednesday morning, or there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we left Saturday morning. And I would say probably by like Thursday evening, <laughs> Evie started doing this thing when she saw Calvin coming or heard him coming, um, where she would just like squat uh, oh <laughs> like, my in preparation for his for his grandiose entrance for oh his oh arrival. Like when our cat hears the kids or there's some commotion, she drops and just like lays there like a little football and yes. sort of running or something and that's what that reminded me of it kind yes. of was like that she like got in position yeah, like, <laughs> oh my you know what's funny though is like I, I was it was so nice doing this with abby and it was almost like an experiment because most parents are gonna are you know look at you like all right what are you gonna do Take like when yeah. yeah it's your kid come get your kid and it was actually harder for me than I thought it was or than I thought it would be to relax hmm. because I think part of what I wanted to do in that kind of situation was like not make it a thing because mm -hmm. and like let them kind of move, you know, make their own rhythm. Mm -hmm. But it was really, really hard to find that balance and to know how to, you know, protect Evie, mm -hmm. but also let them work it out. Yeah. Enjoy, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was the same for me. Like, I didn't want to, I knew she was looking to me for like, am I okay? Is this okay? Yeah. Um. And she was okay. She was in a perfectly safe environment with perfectly safe people. So I didn't want her to be more, I didn't want her to be freaked out by my projection. I just kind of wanted her to experience whatever she was experiencing. Because mm -hmm. kids at that age just experiment, you know, it's not, Calvin yeah. was not being aggressive at all. No. He was just a two-year-old who was really excited to have a little friend there and like, what happens when I do this? Oh, she responds. Oh, maybe she doesn't like that. Oh, my mom comes, you know. Um, but what I thought was interesting, um, as far as just like us obviously being really good friends and knowing each other and knowing um, how we would want our child treated mm -hmm. in that scenario. I think what I was not expecting was how much gentle parenting has actually given me the tools to handle other people's children too yeah you know what I mean like in situations where like Katie had to go do something one morning so I stayed with the toddlers um and I was kind of put in a situation where I had my own kid and Katie's kid and I just felt like perfectly prepared for it like I was able to be fair and you know if like one of the things was like obviously Evie's in Calvin's space and so how do you handle toys in that situation? Cause we flew up there. I wasn't able to like bring her toys with us. Um, and so we kind of just settled on like kind of whoever had it first, like don't go taking it from that person. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, if 
Calvin was approaching Evie and trying to take a bike or whatever, I was able to say like, hey, bud, you know, she's playing with that right now. Can I help you get on this one? Or, and same with Evie, like, Evie, that's Calvin's and he's playing with it right now or, or what have you. But yeah, just kind of trying to allow them to create their own rhythm and routine and not be reactive, I guess, was really the hardest part, I think, for both of us. Because yeah. Evie would, you know, look to me and I would be like, you got pushed over, didn't you? You know, and try not to like be like, oh, are you okay? I'm so sorry. What a terrible thing that just happened, you know? Because yeah. that just builds it up in her head like, wow, this was really awful. So. Yeah. And I think for me, the like... I almost, and it's so hard to say this because I don't know, I don't even know if this is the right, this would have been the right approach, but I almost wish I hadn't stepped in when it was still in the very beginning and it was just, mm. and it was just play, mm -hmm. you know, before it started getting like, okay, now he's getting agitated by her being here and, mm -hmm. and it's become a thing, you know, like right before you guys left. And it was yep. like, it was a real thing. Like yeah, it, it had become a thing. Yeah. Um, I almost wish I had responded more neutrally, like, uh-oh, no, Evie's, you know, doesn't like that. Uh-oh, let's not do that or something like that. Rather mm -hmm. than like, no, 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 don't do that. Don't, you know, like don't hit Evie or whatever, making it, I feel like, it's hard you know there's still that pressure to like yeah you know not I don't know it was tough it was tough yeah it was it was it was tough and it's like man more power to navigating <laughs> relationships with people who like like if anyone's on the same page it's you and I you know and um navigating relationships where you're definitely not on the same page can be so challenging. Um, yeah. If even that was, you know, but what I really, maybe one of my favorite parts of the trip was like driving back to the airport and just kind of like, like digesting everything and kind of picking apart how things had gone with each other mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and kind of, Actually, I was, we both were like, oh, I wish I had just hit record on my phone or something because it could have really been a great podcast episode, <laughs> just our conversation about like just the expectations that people have and the preconceived notions that people have about, you know, two-year-old behavior and, and, and the thing, the motives that they place on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, that was um, I wish I could remember everything we said because I'd really love to get into some of that again. Yeah. Uh, Sam, I don't want to just. Yeah, I want to hear from you too. I want to hear what you've your experiences with these kinds of things too. It's actually kind of funny because like you guys keep saying two year olds, but um, my four year old, uh, <laughs> this is her life. The, the way that Calvin was interacting with Evie, uh, yeah. she is just. I mean, there's pictures of her from when, like, we first had the cat or, like, I let her stand on something tall or she's just feeling silly where she can just feel it looking at the picture that she's like, yes, ah! like her whole body is, like, shaking and she looks so crazed. intense. Yes. <laughs> oh, and she's like that when she's angry, but she's like that when she's excited. And she doesn't typically do it with, like, strangers um, because she 
I think has a healthy level of like, probably like skepticism of how they'll respond because her older siblings, like she knows that kids can fight back a little bit, but, um, but with, with her siblings and with the baby in particular, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. But no, what you were telling me reminded me of, um, we went to the park, uh, a couple of weeks ago, because we've been trying to do that more. Um, and we were walking on some trails behind the park that are just like right behind it um, with our friends. Um, but there was a little boy that kept kind of like him and his dad were meeting up with us kind of on accident. And there were like little spots where you could use not exercise equipment, but it's just like poles that the kids can hang off of and climb on. And so mm-hmm. he kept kind of showing up there and they were all interacting with him. He was probably about four or two. Um, and you could tell he was a little bit overwhelmed by all the other kids, like kind of taking over the space where there wasn't as much room for him to do whatever he was doing freely like he was before. But um, but they, they got along and whatnot. But I guess there was a certain point where Isla was walking a little bit behind us um, and she started talking to, I don't say, I guess like I wasn't paying attention. I know this happened, I promise. Um, she was walking kind of <laughs> with him and they both had sticks and they traded the sticks and then they like traded back. And then at a certain point, Isla was like, mm, no, I just want that one. And she took the stick, the one that like, there was no consensual agreement at that point. Oh. Um, and the little boy was like, Hey, Hey, she took the stick I wanted. And Isla was like, uh-huh. Like, yep, I have my stick and just kept going. Like, and it was so hard for me, even though the dad was so kind. She, I mean, I don't know if he's a gentle parent, but he was just like, yeah, you guys, you were trading. And then, um, and then she took that one. Yeah, you really like that one. Well, you have you have this one, and there's lots of other sticks and stuff. Just talking him through it, and the, the little boy was like, you can tell he's just kind of like, mm-hmm, I really don't like this. Like, I want, mm-hmm. I liked that stick, especially because she took it and didn't ask. But um, and it was so hard for me, even with the guy being really kind and being like, no, it's really not a big deal or anything, for me not to want justice for the little boy. Like, <laughs> like it was just. <laughs> it was so hard not to kind of stop Isla and like encourage her to like, but he really liked that one or you didn't ask first when it was kind of settled. Like they were both moving past it. The other parent wasn't, he wasn't upset at all. Like he just tell he processed it as like normal kid behavior. Life goes on. Um, And we were walking so closely in front of them too, that it was just, it was very difficult not to, not to like comment on it or be like, he's really sad about the stick like that you took. And, Cause she just, to her, she had met her goal. She wanted the one particular stick. She thought it was fun to trade for a few minutes and then she wanted it back and she was moving on. Mm-hmm. Um, but just that pressure being there, even when the other parent was basically offering to take away the pressure. Yeah. yeah. Right. It, was, it was hard. Cause you don't like, like, I mean, I could feel some of the feelings that I feel when I was like how she is with the baby, especially when you're talking about Calvin being physically intense with Evie. Cause like, yeah. I feel super sympathetic for Evie. And, but at the same time, I totally understand that like Calvin wasn't being malicious or anything like that. It is kind of, it's, it's a hard balance and it's hard to know how to comment on it and how to separate the kids and have them work through it. And I don't know, my, my tendency in the past and trying to grow out of it has been overly involving myself mm-hmm. and trying to help settle things and even kind of going too far with like sports casting type stuff when mm-hmm. it's just... So I think, I mean, there's a bit of my kids in particular, not necessarily knowing how to work through things that I think that they could, if I hadn't spent so long being as involved 
Um, but then there's also times where you do need like, okay, that's, you can't continue like pushing someone or if there is actual irritation and they're lashing out physically. I mean, there's boundaries to be had with that, but, but yeah, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tough thing to handle. Yeah, it really is. And I really like, cause I also empathize with, with Evie a lot and I can, but it's almost like I got a glimpse of like how I imagine it feels like if you watch your kid being excluded on a playground because they don't have the social awareness yet to like not bother other kids. If that makes sense, like I kind of like on the playground, Calvin has a lot of fun with some of the kids, but you can tell that a lot of the other kids don't really like him all that much. Like they don't, I mean, and it's not like malicious or like being bratty or anything, but it's like, he's two and he's running up and he's so excited and he's like, and they're like nine years old and like, (laughs) you know, Um, but I almost felt like that. Like I wanted to shield Calvin from that social ostracism that comes from Mm -hmm. being too overbearing Mm. um it's really actually strange to kind of process this out loud because I hadn't really put a finger on it until just now um that I felt like that a lot especially as we um you know he's getting older and is really enjoying playing with other kids more Mm -hmm. and watching him interact with other kids and feeling like I want to insert myself and help him interact in a way that makes him liked. Mm. You know what I mean? He's only two and a half, but I want to get in there for him, you know, and like, you know, it's weird unpacking these motivations that like from the outside, you probably would like, you can't really tell the difference between like, you know, when, somebody just trying to like you know uh, protect their kid the other kid from getting (laughs) from getting knocked yeah and protecting your kid from social ostracization is that no that totally makes sense um weston tends to be more reserved so my eight-year-old um but when he does find like his comfort zone and being out especially with other kids um he just gets he gets really loud and ridiculous and not intense and in a super physical way but just kind of a it's just a lot it's a lot of energy and he has Mm -hmm. no awareness of like the faces or body language of the other kids being like uh this is a little too much especially as he is getting a little bit older so he's kind of in the range where like even kids in his age range probably Mm -hmm. see it more as like this kid's being kind of weird or maybe immature um Mm. and and I don't know, he just, he just isn't aware, but like, we have some good friends where like, if he does something, like, I think he, he's like, uh, he was just being really physically overbearing with his one friend who's like exactly his age and ended up like, I guess, patting him on the butt or something. And <laughs> mm-hmm. like, and it was just, you can, you can, I think I've said this before, you can see when he goes into this zone of like, he looks crazed a little bit, but he's just like, 
so excited or angry, but the, we have an excited version too. And he just gets silly. He has no impulse control, but his friend didn't like it. And his friend came over to me. Cause I mean, we've known this family for years and he was like, Weston uh, like smacked my butt and I don't like that. Nobody touches my butt. And I was like, you're right. You, that's totally fine. Uh, you can, you can tell him. Um, Cause Weston was walking up. I was like, tell him not to do it. You can, I mean, you can say that to him. And so the kid was like, Oh, Hey, I don't like that. Don't do it. And Weston was like, okay, and kind of wandered off. And it just wasn't this big deal. But it was like, I wish it was like that for every interaction. Because a lot of times I yeah. watch him and I can just mm. see, I can see the intensity that is not being, it's not landing properly with the other it's kids. It's not being received the way he wants yeah. to be received. And I don't want him to be left out. I don't. Um, and I don't, I also don't want to make him like project that onto him to where he has some kind of awareness that might not even be relevant right Um, and he will like i'm trying to remember this (laughs) he will learn you know as he gets older and becomes more socially aware and like he totally will and even if he doesn't like there will be people in this world that are his people yeah you know there he will find his people uh and you know i just have to i think so much and people say this all the time but like especially in the gp world but so much of our parenting is done out of fear and sometimes it's like we don't even realize where the fears are coming from like most of the time it's so unexamined like our own thought processes are so unexamined that we don't realize it like just now, I'm realizing that a lot of my fear in Calvin's interactions are driven by the fear of other kids not liking him and him feeling bad about that. But it's like, if I, if I project that into his interactions, like it's going mm-hmm. to, uh it's going to cause, um, like, I think an artificial, um, an artificial awareness like too soon almost and too inorganic like I'm imposing it and then it's like a hyper awareness mm-hmm. of something that could be learned organically yeah and I think you know for me I was telling Katie this I think it's a lot easier to be the parent of the person who like got pushed or got it's just easier to navigate because it's so cut and dry. Like, yeah, you can even script it pretty easily. Like I found myself saying the same thing over and over to Evie, like you got pushed. I saw that, you know, trying to keep my language as neutral as I could and my demeanor, you know, decently calm, like caring, but not like alarmed, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it just, I just find it so much more natural to react in that situation appropriately Mm-hmm. Um, than I do <laughs> when it's when like the tables are turned and I feel like I'm supposed to be the parent doing the thing you know right so. I think it's always easier to be the one kind of like letting somebody else off the hook I think yeah um you know, if your kid gets pushed and you know your kid and you can do some comforting and kind of say like, wow, you know, you got, you got pushed. That looks like it hurt. 
well, okay, why don't you play over here, you know, mm-hmm. or just something like that. And, you know, give the parent, the other parent a knowing look and like, it's okay, you know, <laughs> but being the one who like that, I, I mentioned a few episodes ago, like when we were at the playground and Calvin did that to a baby, like an actual baby <laughs> that was only just obviously just learning how to walk. And I was like, oh my gosh. And the mom was not pleased. And yeah. I could tell. And that, oh, oof. Like you can feel it in your stomach, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Heavy. It is. It's like, oh, they don't like me and they don't like my kid and they want me to spank him. And, I know. <laughs> oh, well, you know, the- people don't communicate about it very much. So like if someone's irked wow. and the situation is kind of settled to you, like I've done what I need to do because my kid pushed someone like, like I've acknowledged it and we're working past it. And it sounds, it sounds so like, I don't want anyone to think we're talking about like, you literally just don't do anything. Like it's, right. it's not about that, but like when there's still that tension, there's been so many circumstances like at the park. I mean, I've had kids for eight years now. So um, when another parent isn't pleased and they just hold that while you're mm-hmm. there in the environment with them or other people see and do that instead mm-hmm. of, I know this can sound crazy, but approaching the other person, if you really feel like there's an issue um and just talking uh, about it same. and it's it just so that tension just sits there well with that little um girl at the playground that was learning to walk um you know it was kind of an interesting situation because Corne was the one that was running around with calvin while i was it was kind of a um uh friday night kind of meet up with our home group that was, well, with our church, but this night was just the people in our home group. And it was at this park that we usually go to. And, and so I was talking with some of the people in our home group and Cornet was walking around with Calvin and, um, he isn't quite as versed in like how to handle the conflicts happen or like when something like that happens. So he was really a little bit flustered by it and wasn't sure how to handle it. And did, you know, I guess pick him up and say like, no, we don't push or whatever. I'm not sure exactly how he handled it. But um, when I took Calvin back over to her to make sure our friend was feeling okay, like, uh oh, she's crying. Let's go make sure she's not too hurt. And let's go see if there's she wants a hug or something like that, which she didn't (laughs) um the mom (laughs) the mom seemed to um lighten up a little bit but when i first walked over there she was definitely not pleased so i think it was some maybe something about the way cornet just kind of like was trying to brush it over and kind of swept calvin up and took him off and yeah it may have upset her i'm not sure but sometimes just facing it head on and yeah. being like, we're going to come over here and talk directly to you about what. Oh just my happened. gosh, it's so like, uncomfortable, isn't it? You just want to like pack up in the car and never see them again. <laughs> Hard when your kid is a little bit older too, and they could communicate. So like, if you're talking with them about like, hey, yeah, you you took the kid's stick, and I mean, I don't think he's very happy about it. And I'm just using that as an example. And like, your kid is just like, okay, and okay. leaves. <laughs> yeah right it, it just 
feel like there's no exact way to handle all of these interactions. <laughs> I know it's the same goals in mind, <laughs> especially when you can just feel the and the dad in that situation with you guys was like really cool about it. But like especially when you can feel that like feeling of they want me to hit my kid. They want me to hit my kid. They want me to hit my kid. Like you just radiating from them. Like why are you not doing something about this? Oh, oh, that's yeah. Yeah. It is. But all of this to say, Abby and I, I think it was like a really cool experience that I don't think either of us have really experienced before. And I certainly haven't. I don't have any gentle parenting friends in the area. Yeah, the it was a just a really cool experience knowing exactly how like we both feel about it. Mm -hmm. And being able to communicate very, like, very just, like, honestly and clearly about what was going on. Mm -hmm. And honestly, there was one day we were both, like, really at the end of it. Not with the other person's kid, honestly, but kind of with our, each with our own. (laughs) (laughs) Like, all right, Evie, you're being real sensitive. Anytime he even passes you right now, like, I'm real over it kind of thing. Um, And I think Katie was kind of feeling the same way, like, we were just real over the dynamic, but it was kind of funny that we were able to like empathize with each other and just be like, Oh my gosh, our children right now, you know? You know, one of the cool things to me about that is, is that like one of the things that's so frustrating in situations like this on the playground or on a trip or seeing family or this or that, like when things like this arise, like part of what creates most of the tension aside from just the actual act of these things happening and how much how like tense it is when a kid is crying like the other major aspect of it is like kind of upset expectations like you go into it as the adult wanting it to be like super fun and like everybody to have a good time and then they all like are screaming and crying and hating each other and, like, running <laughs> why are you around. talking about my kids like that <laughs> <laughs> oh it is so frustrating and yeah. so like dude, why can't you just chill out? Like, stop pushing Evie. Like, just stop, you know? But he can't, you know, he's too. He he's like, yeah. whoa, this is really intense when this happens. Like, and now I'm feeling really tense about it and I'm just going to clear the air real quick, push. And I'll just like, do it again, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> push. Well, like, they're testing the interactions too. I mean, yeah, yeah. the responses too, because that's all weird and new to them. So like, yeah. okay, I pushed her and she did this. I'm gonna push her again and see if she, does. See if she like, does it again. It's just like them testing boundaries with us. I think it kind of comes out. Well, that and way. they can feel it getting more and more. So I think for Calvin, mm-hmm. it was like, like their reactions changed a little bit each time. Like each time, it got a tiny, tiny bit more, tiny bit more this, tiny bit more that, and it was like I think he picked up on that. Like yeah. I really that's don't. exactly what happens to Isla, and yeah. it almost like she gets to a point where she you can tell she's incredibly uncomfortable with what she is doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, because she's like I said, she she's just really physical, so she'll lean on you, she'll poke at you, she'll pull on you. Um, even when she's just playing, but when she does it and someone does not like it, and she just feels that, and there's more. Sometimes it's just when the boundary is set, like I'm not gonna let you do that right now, or I'm doing this right now. Um, she just d- does it harder. 
but she also, you can tell she's not like, aha, this is the funnest thing ever. It's such a level of discomfort. And I, I yeah. so much want to be like, but just stop. Like, you could just right. stop. Just but not she, like, do that. But yeah. if, she, if she could actually think, the person doesn't really like this, uh, I can stop doing it, then she probably would, I assume. So. Yeah. Well, okay. So at one point, he pushed Evie. And according to our roommate, Dolmini, she was like, man, he's like a different kid. I don't know who he is. Like, he's acting so strange. He's like, she literally said the word rejoicing, like that he was rejoicing that he hurt Evie. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh what happened? Like, can you tell me what, like, what was going on? So when she relayed the situation, it was that he had pushed Evie or knocked her or something. I don't remember exactly, but he had knocked her at like intentionally or otherwise. And she was crying and upset. And he was over there like, la, 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 la. Like he does like almost playing the bongos, like back and forth, hands up in the air, like laughing kind of. And she took that too right it's crazy and she took that as him like being happy that he hurt no he was so Uh, uncomfortable he was so super uncomfortable and i was like uncomfortable like yeah but it's also no that's how it looks right like right from our like adult perspective we would look at that and be like how maniacal yes well it's like when we came to (laughs) gentle parenting and a lot of it was like you know when kids when you set a boundary or you're firm about something or you direct them and they won't do it or they're doing something you want them to stop and they laugh about it when you're setting the boundary. And it's just so hard, even when you know, even when you absolutely know that they're not doing it because they actually think this is humorous and are enjoying it because they're right. uncomfortable. Right. Um, but it takes a lot of getting used to seeing those reactions and realizing that's not a happy reaction. You know? Yeah. And that's kind of what Katie and I were talking about in the car on the way back to the airport on that Saturday was just how like amazing and like eye-opening it is to be in these situations as a gentle parent and be able to look at them and say like even look at other people's kids because like what parent in their right mind like watches their kid get pushed and then the other kid laugh and is just like okay with it you know what I mean like it's like a very odd thing to realize like oh, this child is two and a half, and neurologically, this is actually a very normal reaction because they're uncomfortable with what just happened, you know, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's just kind of cool to be able to, like, articulate that as a gentle parent, and um, I don't know, it it was really cool to see how all these tools that we've built up are actually really starting to pay off, and, like, um, our interactions with each other and with our kids and um, fellow parents, so affects our relationships yeah. with fellow parents in more ways than I think that we know when yeah. there is any tension in that way or anxiety or fear. Yeah. yeah, Big time. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed our dissection of our gentle parenting friendship experiment. <laughs> <laughs> Katie and I actually did have a lot of fun despite the toddler drama, but um I wouldn't say no to a vacation, just the two of us either. I'll put it there. <laughs> and apparently I need to book a ticket for Isla and I to come and play with Calvin. Oh, cause... yeah. <laughs> book it. Book it. So, all right. Well, I think that's good for this week and we'll catch you guys next time.
Thanks so much for listening to Tending Lambs. There's always so much more that can be said. So if you'd like to continue the conversation, please join us in the Tending Lambs Facebook group. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash tendinglambs, Instagram at tendinglambs, and for show notes, our blog, and other gentle parenting resources, check out tendinglambs.com. If you're a fan of this podcast and would like to help us continue creating content, we now have a Patreon. We'd love it if you would consider supporting us through that platform. As a patron, you'll be supporting the podcast, blog, and entire Tending Lambs community. But not only that, you'll receive lots of fun perks as well. Sign up to support us at patreon.com slash tendinglambs. And as always, until next time.